Superpower State of Mind with Marlon Anderson is a brand new podcast. And if you like our show, we know you're going to love it. You probably remember Marlon from Love Island. She's now a respected author and Superpower State of Mind is her new podcast. Each week, Marlon will be joined by a guest and they'll dig into stories from their past, discuss their moments of trauma and pain and focus on how they find positivity from them. In this podcast, Marlon Anderson will make uncomfortable conversations comfortable and Marlon and her guests will find the silver lining to the dark cloud. Having listened to the audio myself, I love how Marlon seems like a complete open book who isn't afraid of the judgment of others, which is so brave. So guys, search for a superpower state of mind wherever you're listening to this show and hit follow so you never miss an episode. That's superpower state of mind and it's out now. And you guys are going to get a little sneak peek now, so enjoy. So I'm going to jump into the deep end because I'm all about empowering females and women. And I thought, I'm going to get Sarah on. I need Sarah. Because I remember watching you on Hollyoaks. And when I heard about the OnlyFans thing, I was like, come on, girl. And I thought, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) This is brilliant that you're raising awareness about something that isn't in the norm as well. Because I don't know much about OnlyFans. So could you just kind of enlighten me on the process of it, how it works? And for those that don't understand the format. Yeah, so what I found about it was that a lot of people don't understand it. I was one of those people. So whenever I started um, looking into the platform, probably well over a year ago now, I was like, oh no, you know, I don't think this is for me. And and, and I was literally going off hearsay, what I'd heard people talk about or my um, sort of misconceptions of the platform. But basically, if you think of it as another social media platform, so... A lot of the other platforms are doing this now where like Instagram, you can have um, subscriptions. So if you're a verified user on Instagram now, you can set an area of your Instagram that is subscription only. So OnlyFans is sort of like that. So people will pay a monthly subscription for exclusive content. They can message and you can put basically whatever you want on there. The reason that the platform is over 18s is because... There are users on there. There are profiles on there that have explicit content on there. So the the platform is not over 18s to basically protect um, viewers and, you know, keep people that shouldn't be seeing certain types of content out. So it's, it's great for that. And actually, what I've really found about the platform is that it's a much safer space for a user, for, a, for a, a, you know, for someone setting up an account like myself, you can basically restrict accounts. I mean, you will have had this. We've all had, everyone's had this online where you get trolled, you get abusive messages. I was getting horrible messages on my Instagram in my um, inbox. I'd gone to the police about it. They couldn't do anything. I'd gone to Instagram about it. They just sort of ignored it. And, you know, I'd blocked the user. The user kept setting up new accounts. And so in the end, I just now don't go into my DMs in um, on Instagram. I just don't, I don't go there because I'm just like, if I don't see it, Whereas on OnlyFans, I can restrict a user. They have their IP address, so once they're shut down, that's it. They're shut down, which is great. Um, you know, I can get them shut down completely. So that it feels like a much safe space. And any pictures that are sent through on Instagram, then they're there. If you go in, that picture is, you know, there for you to see, isn't it? You have no option other than to not go into messages. Um, on OnlyFans, pictures are all pixelated. It's my choice if I want to open a picture or not. So you're sort of, you're much more in control. All your photos are copyrighted. So, you know, anything that is leaked, I can legally get those taken down. Again, on Instagram, I feel like, well, it is. Once you put a picture out there, it sort of belongs to the world, doesn't it? Anyone can use it. The tabloids can pick it up and take it out of context. That, that sort of 
that's it. You've said about the airbrushing before and how you used to have that in magazines and stuff. When did it kind of begin for you? Oh, gosh, when I, when I first started. So I started um, doing shoots, sort of like lads mags. I think the first one I remember, I was 17. And so I, those images now, when I look back on them, and I remember doing the shoots and sort of looking at the, the images after, when they get sent through and going, well, we've chosen this one, we're using this one for you. So there was never any sort of saying, you know, would you like this? Are you happy with this? And there's one, I need to dig them out, actually, because it would be interesting to look back through them and, and all the interviews and stuff that I did. But there's one where literally my st my stomach is just, like, shiny almost because it's just been so tweaked. There's another one where my boobs, like, a triangular shape. And I, I've got tiny boobs. Like, they've never been of, of volume or of a triangular shape either. But they did all of these things, like, enhancements. And I... I think we're in a we're in a good place at the moment where people are being real and speaking out like yourself and going, this is what a body looks like. And these these the, the flaws that that the body has are not flaws at all. They're part of your journey, they're part of your story, they're beautiful. Like we're all different and we've been so conditioned to think a certain look is perfection. And that changes through the decades anyway, you know. I think Alex Light put up a picture recently and it's like if you go back to like 50s 60s 70s like the, the ideal body shape is so different in each one so how can we have a, a, a perfection a version of perfection when it changes so much anyway um so for me it was really yeah it was really about sort of going hang on a minute like I'm I'm quite happy with my imperfections so and I want to be real and I try and be as real as possible on social media so yeah it, it was for me it was a really good place to go well actually this is this is where I start with this and just going back to you saying that you know when you'd be out and about children babies that trigger you I remember whenever I'd see a push pram right I'd be like I felt sick inside and be like why is mm. that not me why where, where is she I still can't even look at that no yeah mm. I thought so and the weirdest thing is when I became pregnant again it didn't sit right with me. I didn't feel any joy. I didn't feel love. I felt like overwhelmed, but that pregnancy was like the worst thing for me ever. It was wow. full of anxiety. I felt sick. It brought up so much grief, so much PTSD, and a lot of healing took place in the last year for me. Growing, growing another baby was so hard. And even when she was born, I suffered a postnatal because I was looking at her thinking, where's my other one, you know? And then thinking, mm. you know, and it just, it felt really strange for me. Do you, can you imagine having another child? Or do you think that's at the back of your mind at the minute and you just want to focus on the on the Azalea Foundation? Yeah, I think um, it's really interesting for, to hear you say that because, like, for me, knowing that you've gone and experienced baby loss and having another child, I was I was actually, like, really interested. I wanted to ask you a million questions. Yeah, go for it, go. And I, and, and I thought, I can't ask I can't ask her that, like, because I can't, I don't want to trigger it. But, <laughs> and then, and then it. I thought, oh, like, maybe I should. Or that, like, like, now, it was kind of like, you know, when I heard the news that you was pregnant, I was like, oh, my God, I bet she's over the moon. Um, she's so excited, which obviously yeah. you would be. But I thought at the same time, it's like, oh, I feel like you're... It's really crazy. I feel like you're a mile in front of me in this journey. It's so, I know what you mean. And I uh -huh. feel like I'm watching my big sister yeah, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> experience something that I think, oh, like, let me see how she's coping. Yeah. 
um, uh-huh. because there isn't anybody out there. And for me, I've never had anybody to speak to oh, on, a, on a serious note yeah. that really has gone through this pain. So to watch you do that and experience pregnancy, it's like, how did you feel when... Yeah. You know, it's mad because everyone says, "Oh, you're gonna get your rainbow baby constantly, rainbow baby, rainbow baby." This, oh, da, da, da. and I'd be like, "Okay, why don't I feel that happiness then?" Like, you know, should I should I be like really excited? And I remember just going to hospital like every other week. Oh, she's not moving, she's not moving, but it's all in my head. Mm-hmm. And and I'm thinking, why am I not connecting properly? There's something stopping me here, and I don't know why. And obviously, our bodies are full of hormones, right? It's hormones are crazy during pregnancy and mm-hmm. after and before, like. And when she was born, I looked and I fell in love with her, but I felt a disconnect and I couldn't even explain it. And I was just functioning. I was a little bit like a zombie in a weird way. And I I used to, I remember crying. I cried for my mum a lot because I missed her and I felt like, Mm -hmm. where's my mum? I need my mum in my life right now. And I was wondering, I was like, why give me this this child if I'm not going to connect with her? Why why are you doing this? I'd rather not have one at all. I'd rather just, you know, just be be me, independent Marlin, on her own. Cool. Just give it to me. I can handle that any day. Mm. I've done it already. And honestly, it took time. Zaya was put in my life to kind of learn how to love myself properly and understand that I don't need anyone else to give me that love. It has to come from me. I can't rely on me having a baby to fulfill that space. Of course, she's fulfilled. She's filled a void. You know, she watches movies with me at night, but at the end of the day, it's always going to be me that has Mm. to love me, you know? And it was interesting because I've bonded and I've connected with her, but it took that bit of time. That's that's really interesting to hear because it was like... For me, um, I always wanted Azalea to have a brother or a sister. And I remember the first time um, a journalist actually asked me, um, are you going to have another child? And I felt like it was a huge smack in my face because at that particular time, I, I, don't, I didn't really know. That and, soon? Uh, yeah, very, very soon. Um, and... I went for a reading because um, I'm so spiritually I connected. I love a reading. <laughs> um, after Azalea passed, I went for my readings and whatever. And I went for this reading and this lady said to me, um, she's a lady that lives in the middle of nowhere that doesn't have internet and social media. Love and it. I think that's why I love it even yeah. more because I think a lot of people followed my journey and I know that you're just going to say it because you've seen it. But this lady literally lives in the middle of nowhere. She's got a dog. She's got no signal. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yes, great, this woman. And she said to me um, about that like, I lost a child. Um, and she said, darling, your daughter would have wanted a brother or sister and you would not replace her. You would be giving her her brother or sister. And I felt like yeah. having another child, I would be replacing, like, oh, my God, no, I can't yeah. replace Azalea. I would never replace Azalea. You'd be having an addition. Yeah. And so many people out there probably are listening have got children, one, two, three, four, and you don't love any of them any less. No. You love them in different exactly. ways. Definitely. Um, so for me, I would love um, to have another child again. Um, and experience that. And I think that's why I watch you in a way of admir- like I admire you um, because I think, oh, how is she coping? Ooh. Or <laughs> like if I got pregnant again, I think, oh, okay, well, yeah, like Molly was saying that, like, yeah, you're going to feel like that. And, you know, like the day of birth, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, she did mention that. And that's great for me to have somebody to look up to yeah. because it's like other people look at me for inspiration. Um, 
and I look to you because I feel like you're like a big sister yeah. on, on, on a step forward. And it's it, and it, there needs to be more people that speak about Definitely. it because it helps me knowing that it's it you know like watching you and for the other person they can look to me and then now they've heard yeah. this they can look to yeah. you. Do you know that is what versa. spreading the light is all about. Yeah, just, just being a beacon for people to look up to.